0: You're listening to American Society of the University of Haifa's monthly podcast with our CEO and host, Karen Berman, as she takes you through the latest trends in higher education.
1: Hi there, and welcome to the Higher Ed Talk podcast brought to you by the American Society of the University of Haifa. We're here today with Karen Berman, CEO of the American Society, to discuss the university's vision to transform northern Israel. And we'll also touch on the university's 47th Board of Governors meeting, which took place in Haifa last month. Karen, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. Very well. So we're here today to discuss the, the university's uh, vision and, and a really activity thus far in transforming the north of Israel. Um, you know, in recent years, the University of Haifa has been, been implementing a very unique multiversity concept uh, that President Ron Robin brought, which positions the university as a driver of of socioeconomic advancement and infrastructure growth, uh, really both in Haifa and throughout Israel's north. Can you discuss the vision um, and why you feel it's so important?
0: Sure. Uh, We use the term multiversity just to describe our strategy of being uh, a multi-campus university with several locations and different points of entry. Uh, for all of our students, all of which uh, allow access to the university and its programs from all over the region. So uh, the university, many uh, people may or may not be familiar with it, was originally built on top of Mount Carmel in Haifa, which is a beautiful location. But as we uh, aged and grew, we now serve 18,000 students. We not only outgrew our location physically, but realized we wanted to be more accessible to not just the city, but the entire north. So we are, we've established a downtown campus in the city of Haifa. We have other locations throughout the outskirts of the city including our marine sciences on the the, uh, water. And we are establishing a faculty of engineering in the Northern city of Carmiel, which is about 20 miles or so outside of the city.
1: Fantastic. And and it's been an idea that people in the U.S. have, have really taken to, right? I mean, in the last two years alone, universities the, university's, the this sort of vision has has received over 50 million dollars in in funding mainly from donations uh in america with projects like you said the brown the brand new downtown campus sure. a 20-story health discovery tower with ron hospital the acquisition of broad college in carmiel is is this message resonating with people in america
0: yes and thank you for uh keeping tabs on the list i i, I wouldn't want to say we've forgotten uh because certainly each each one of those um, expansions in dollars is very hard-earned, but uh, it has been a lot of rapid growth in a very short period of time. I, I think what uh, resonates particularly with people in the United States is the impact that um, this expansion can have, not just on the university, but actually on the region. Um, you know, we're, we're growing physically because it's what makes sense for the university. Uh, as I said earlier, our campus was originally built to serve 6,000 students, and now we're about uh, 18,000, half undergrad, half graduate, and we are out of physical space on top of the mountain, um, but we also are moving down the mountain because we want to be more physically accessible. Um, at the same time, Haifa is a city uh, in the north of Israel that is really on the cusp of, of development. Um, you're seeing more people wanting to move out of the center of Israel and looking for Uh, communities where there's room where there's you know affordable real estate or you know to the north of Haifa outside where there's actually land and places where they can um, develop and you know the United States is very familiar with the model of a university or other institutions like a hospital serving as an agent of regional development because when you bring in more students when you bring in faculty you're bringing in jobs you're bringing in apartments um, you're You know, you're really building the city. And so this is something that uh, people who've been involved in cities that have grown like this or with universities that have grown like this really see the value that we can bring to the region. And I think that's why uh, people have been so excited and and attracted to President Robbins' vision. And we've been able to achieve some relatively significant progress in a short time.
1: Yeah, right. Um, and, and I've heard comparisons being made, like you said, in the past between Haifa and some U.S. cities um, where they were kind of in the same position, but really broke through by focusing on the institutions you were talking about culturally, uh, their hospitals and, of course, education. And Boston is one that I've heard right. multiple times before. Is that is that what you kind of see as a similar model and success or any other U.S. cities that you see that instituted a similar model?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot, of, we like to, you know, be Boston. I mean, we like to, there's a lot of cities, I think, that have done this. I mean, everything from, you know, Boston, obviously, is a, is a I, I don't know how many, I mean, I think there's literally hundreds of universities and colleges in, in the greater Boston area. But even smaller cities like uh, Pittsburgh or right. even, you know, industrial cities like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which has gone through right. a revival as Lehigh has grown. Um, you know, you you really see it in a lot of different lot of different areas and and um you know as i said this isn't a model that's necessarily uh been used before in israel you know for a lot of different reasons the government's funded growth and development but it it really works well for israel partially because you know the students who come are you know tend to be older particularly graduate students they have families If there's a place for them to settle and there's you know jobs and apartments there there's a good chance that they'll actually stay sure Uh, so we you know we see this as a very attractive opportunity not just for us but for the for the city itself right And, and the north itself you know it is you know we like to call it israel's last frontier i mean there's there's land there there's a lot of room for growth there's opportunity for agriculture um, and, and all of this, you know, dovetails very nicely with areas in which Haifa has expertise as well.
1: Sure. The, the, touch on, if you can, uh, a little bit more just on the importance of the periphery.
0: I mean, we, we see
1: it a little bit, you know, in southern Israel with, with the, the recent kind of tech outburst, particularly in cybersecurity right. and in the north to some extent as well. But touch on just like the sheer potential um, that Israel has to advance even further if the periphery areas can you know, continue to to advance.
0: Right. I mean, the, the North is relatively undeveloped um, and, and not very populous compared to the rest of Israel. Um, I don't have a, the, the population numbers in my head, but, you know, and everyone I think who's familiar with Israel is very familiar with, you know, what people often call like the state of Tel Aviv, which is the center of Israel and the environs. I mean, it's it's more expensive now to live in Tel Aviv, I think, than it is in New York. Um, so there is a there is a demand for space and housing and and places to go. And there really has not been the investment in the North by the government or uh, even industry like there has been elsewhere, including um, the South, which was really triggered by the government's investment of uh, moving the Air Force down there and, and building cyber security in conjunction with ben University. So, right. um, but the, the North is incredibly important, first of all, it's very important from a security standpoint, um, and you know we see that Israel's northern border is one that needs to be protected. And having a big empty expanse from you know Haifa to, to Kiryat Shmona without a lot of people is probably not a good idea. Um, I'm not a general, but you know we we see it's always better to have people up there. Um, and there's also enormous potential up there for you know agriculture and um, quite a bit happening in the Mediterranean with uh, the, the um, gas fields and other commercial opportunities there with um, commercial fishing or, or sea-based aquaculture. So uh, these are all, um, particularly the last two, the gas and, and sea-based, Mediterranean-based aquaculture, are really critical um, for Israel's future economically. So it's certainly makes sense that there will be a lot more development in that area.
1: Sure. Um, um, I know we mentioned Boston just a, a few minutes ago, and now I, I'd quickly like to just touch on um, the 47th University of Haifa Board of Governors, which you just returned back to New York from. Um, at the gathering, a new chairman of the board was announced in, in Boston native and successful uh, businessman, Brad Bloom. Um, can you speak to how the BOG was overall? And, and before we discuss the future with Brad, um, would you mind saying a few words about outgoing chairman, Fred Tauber?
0: Right, so Fred also, by the way, is from Boston. He uh, he splits his time between Boston and Jerusalem. So uh, we're setting a very difficult precedent for the Boston community, I think, <laughs> to continue, but... Um, you know, Fred, who's been chairman for six years, uh, is really uh, quite a, you know, we were so fortunate to have him. I mean, he he has quite a unique background. He himself is a university professor uh, and is also a, a medical doctor and researcher uh, and has, um, you know, a philanthropic and business background himself. So, uh, there really are, are not a lot of people like uh, Fred and, and also, you know, a true uh, lover of Israel and and comes to his uh, journey from, you know, quite a, a background, a son of Holocaust survivors and, and had a, a vision for not just the university of not just Israel and University of Haifa, but what, you know, what we really could be as the university that we are and serving the population that we are in. And um, right. we're, we're very lucky to have him and and have his, his vision and leadership for six years and and I'm you know personally uh, motivated. He was the one who brought me here. So um, the, right. the governor, board of governors was great, and a part of it was you know always celebrating our achievements of what we've accomplished over the last sure. 10, couple of years celebrating sure. Fred, and then of course welcoming Brad, who um, as you noted is also from Boston and Brad's relationship with Haifa as the city goes back 30 years. He was one of the original founders of the Boston Haifa connection, um, Mm -hmm. which is a relationship that the city of Boston through its own UJA or what they call CJP has with the city. And he's always been, you know, a big believer in the city of, of Haifa and its ability um, to transform the north of Israel and, and really to serve as a model of you know, existence and, and living for the rest of the country, if not the region.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so when he kind of came back in touch with the university in the last couple of years and got to know Ron and got to know Ron's vision, uh, I think he was really attracted to this idea of a multiversity. And again, you know, coming from Boston, uh, as you mentioned earlier, he understands the impact universities can have on a city and a region. Uh, and you know, when when he knew Fred was retiring, and as he became more engaged, it just it be, it just was a wonderful opportunity where the the timing and the stars aligned for everyone. So sure, uh, we're very excited to have him on board and and know that he'll continue with us on his path of success. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and how do you, just how do you think Brad can take the university kind of to the next level and build off what um, you know, even Fred was able to achieve what, what, what attributes in, in Brad, do you feel like, um, are really gonna, gonna bring to the table for the university?
0: I think Brad is, um, uh, you know, so he's had experience with, uh, this, you know, sort of u- university development uh-huh. impact on a region. Uh, he's very excited to take a very global perspective and really, um, you know, kind of harness all the university's resources and supporters from around the world to help drive this forward and and perhaps work in a way uh, that we haven't really had the chance to operate. Mm -hmm. Um, He has a lot of, uh, he's actually done business in Israel as well and has some contacts uh, in the community, some of whom uh, have invested in Haifa as a city. And so we're working uh, to integrate some of those um, and provide some opportunities for uh, collaboration between you know academia and industry that uh, will be unique mm-hmm. to Haifa and perhaps unique to Israel uh, that I think you know again will enable us to really showcase our resources and talents and, and attract uh, you know world-class students and faculty in a way that you know we, we haven't been able to do to Haifa yet.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, well, all that is—it's it's very exciting times uh, for the University of Haifa and, and everyone that's associated with, with it. Um, and that—and that's it for this edition of the Higher Ed Talk podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening and Karen. Thank you so much for the fascinating conversation.
0: Thank you very much. Hope you have a good day. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe to Higher Ed Talk. Do also leave any comments you might have and Karen will address them on our next episode.